Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Fort Mac. Totsky here. Just going to give you a little rundown of how this week is going to work for the podcast because we've got a little uh, jump and jiving going on. Um, basically, the podcast crew, uh, myself, Tito, Steve Reeve, and Ashcake, we attended the uh, premiere screening of Oil Sands Karaoke down at the Keanu Theater. Uh, you'll get to hear our thoughts. It was a great, great documentary. You all need to see it. Uh, it, it, it was a really good, a real big change to what we're used to up here. And don't worry, you're going to hear all about it, because uh, what we did was we came back and we actually filmed a Cinephiles TV f- a review for the, the, for, the fil- uh, for the documentary. And, uh, and usually when you go on, the, on our YouTube channel, you'll see like an edited version of what we actually discuss on mic. So... Uh, basically, you're going to hear the full conversation we had on Mike about Oil Sands Karaoke. And then a little bit later on, uh, you're going to see, and this is talking like maybe a couple weeks down the road, uh, you're going to actually see a Cinephiles TV version of our review uh, up on our YouTube channel, uh, which make sure you subscribe to at youtube.com slash podcast. So at uh, the first part of the podcast, you're going to hear us on Mike talk about that, but you're going to just know that we're actually filming uh, basically a, a TV show. Uh, so that's why it's kind of structured the way it is, and you'll hear us kind of reference towards it. And, of course, when we close it out, we actually call it Cinephiles, uh, when it's actually just a normal Wyman podcast episode here. All right, that's the first part. Then we get into the actual uh, live uh, panel Q&A session that they did uh, at Cano Theater after we saw the movie Oil Sands Karaoke. So it was hosted by Russell Thomas, and on stage we had Charles Wilkinson, who's the director. Uh, we also had Mary Melissa Blake was on there, and one of the stars of the show, uh, of the film, uh, Massey Whiteknife, uh, also known as Isis Rain, uh, in the movie, and, uh, well, in, in real life as well. Uh, so yeah, you'll hear the podcast, which is also a web show, <laughs> and then you'll hear, uh, basically the, uh, Q&A portion of uh, the screening right after it, and those two things will comprise this week's podcast. Uh, the Q&A portion I recorded off my phone, uh, so the audio, it's hearable, you can listen, you can hear everything, it's, it's not that bad, uh, but it is just not the superb quality that you all come to know and love. <laughs> I'm still learning the mics. Um, but yeah, uh, so check it out, It's and check out Oil Sands Karaoke, guys, it's such a great flick. Uh, they had a couple screens afterwards. So hopefully, people got to see it when it was at Keanu, and it'll be coming out on iTunes and digital media and the whole nine yards very, very soon. It's doing its festival run right now. So, such a great flick. Uh, can't thank Keanu enough, as well as Eventswood Buffalo and uh, YMM Magazine uh, for putting off the event. It was, it was tremendous. It was great. Can't wait for you all to see it. But in the meantime, hear us talk about it. So here's episode seventy, our Oil Sands Karaoke review. All right, folks, let's go a little bit something different. Hold on, scratch that, let's try that again. All right, folks, let's go with something a little bit different this time where we actually checked out A, a documentary, and B, a local documentary. Indie and film at its finest in Fort McMurray. Would you call now it indie for something film? completely different? Uh, yes. Absolutely. Okay, so let's move on. There was a moment in the uh, trailer, I didn't actually see it in the credits, rather, that Ashley told me about that was like, uh, please buy this film instead yep. of pirating it because the people that made it don't make nearly as much as you probably. Well, the production oh, company, really? I believe yeah. it's it's his production company, the mm-hmm. directors that's doing it. So it is independent. It was uh, Charles, Charles Bukowski. Yeah. 
Well, so in case you guys haven't uh, noticed, (laughs) (laughs) our viewers are like, what the fuck are they talking about? My apologies. We we are talking about the documentary Oil Sands Karaoke that actually premiered last week here in the great city of Fort McMurray. Yes, and um, it was filmed last summer, last fall in Fort McMurray. We heard about it. Beautiful. Beautiful time of year to take a look at Fort McMurray. There was a few people that was mentioning it that, hey, everyone, come down to Bailey's and do some karaoke because we're filming a movie. Yep. And everyone's like, huh? Why would you film like, a movie? I don't want you filming me singing. Yeah, film a movie about karaoke. So it was rather interesting. Um, definitely I, wanted to be a part of it. We couldn't because we were out and about. Well, no, I, it, it's an interesting dynamic because, honestly, a lot of the times when people come to our community to come film something, it usually doesn't paint the community in a good light. So well, a lot of people were, there's, A, hesitant. The story's already written before they ever show up, basically. Precisely. And it's just footage to go with the yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Everyone, hopefully, that watches the Cinephiles TV has kind of got a grip of the podcast and very much what we did with the. These guys do a podcast. What we did with the wine? Yeah, I don't wear the jersey because it shrunk in the dryer. (laughs) Got to change the dryer out. Basically, You've got to change the dryer out. Yeah, it shrinks That's all my what clothes. You're going with? All my clothes keep shrinking. <laughs> shrinking my clothes since I was like fucking ten. I got I got to get rid of the dryer. Um, basically, what we, a lot of what the podcast stands for is what we're so what we got so sick of hearing, or me personally anyway. Uh, and you guys have also jumped in and, and voiced your opinion as well. Is what we got so sick of of without what we call outside media, or what I call outside media, coming in like you said with the story pre-written drive by journalism, and right? they just want to go in and film some of the fucking drug deals going on at 7-Eleven some fucking hookers down by diggers uh, and interview the fucking douchebags at Showgirls I, I, I gotta admit that I came into the movie I, I, to, to preface at the end of the movie I was eating my words because honestly I felt like the movie I, I was worried I think because of that fact so scrutinizing at the at the onset because I feel like it was just gonna be another look at the document or like the oil sands the, the poster kind of gave different clues to me yeah. away like there's the characters that you meet and by characters mm-hmm. I mean the real people that mm-hmm. are within and the stories that they tell but then the backdrop is the oil sands and I, I knew they were filming some of this karaoke business it's in the title it makes sense it's a competition thought it was but a front I really thing. thought that it was the focus was going to be on the actual minds and, and on the, just the same old same old and even in the uh, booklet right inside here I was reading a note from some of the, the production where they said that when they went to Hot Docs uh, to pitch this film before it was ever made, uh, they they were in a long line of thousands of filmmakers from across Canada, across yes, North America. Yes, I read that too. Yeah, and uh, they went up and they they said they they wanted to make a movie about the oil sands, and they literally got like a, they've got a thirty second window to make this, this impression, pitch, yeah. and otherwise it's next because there's more in line, right? And they said that, and they basically got it. Oh no, we don't want to do another green piece, another left side, another like oil sands piece, another drive, blah blah blah. Yeah, We've yeah. seen it. I think, and it even said in there. I think both sides of the argument for and against the oil sands are just tired of that. That's an old story. And they said, wait, 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 wait. We want to make a movie about oil sands and karaoke. And they wait. Okay, tell us more. <laughs> you know, like, what is this? Well, no, so you went in th- initially thinking that it was going to be uh, a very pro-environmental... I, I don't know about that. Or I don't know about that specifically, but Some I thought that there was going to be an aspect of it that was just already done, is my thought. And I, I went in I thinking went, opposite. Like, actually, I went in thinking... I, I didn't think it would be one of the rah-rah, environment, don't hurt, blah-blah-blah movies. I wasn't I'm thinking like, that necessarily. Fair enough. But I, I, I thought... I didn't think it was going to be that, but I thought it was the pendulum because the mayor was involved. They are doing this big launch. There are people that... Even I've, she was hesitant as she revealed. Yeah, the well, no, like, people were getting involved with the hyping of this of this movie that I've ne- that never well, really have, right? And I thought for sure it was going to go the other way. And it was just going to be a whole... Let's suck for McMurray's dick. Phil. Suffice to say, we've got uh, <laughs> your McMurray magazine, which has become very prolific over the last year, as well as Events with Buffalo are backing this film. They uh, they both uh, they've sponsored the filmmaker um, in the sense that they've really tried to br- bring in the community for it. Yep. So of course, when you hear these things, your automatic uh, your your mindset is okay. This is going to be a big PR stunt, you right? It's worry. like come to the oil sands because we're not as bad as you think, and we're going to show you that the bars aren't scary places. And in a way, they do that, but they don't do it. They, it's not a preach. They don't. Do, yeah, that's not the yeah. goal. That's exactly. not what they're trying that's not to the do. Focus and, on that, the and that's the, what, my main point overall. Like I could go into the specifics so much because I love the movie. Well, we I will. was so I was yeah. so happy about it. But just an overall aspect of it, I just felt like it was ironic at how 
little of that political message there was in the movie, and yeah. yet how much I feel that it's going to serve our community as it's seen by people from without. And I think that uh, during the question and answer period, again, we heard things like, when we've shown this already, a lot of the questions and a lot of the reactions from the uh, audience have been, well, th- th- really? This is for McMurray? Like, this is, I f- don't have feel, like, I don't have these strong feelings that I've been told to feel about yeah. the area, mm-hmm. uh, and like I do anymore. We get a lot of flack from Toronto specifically, because... Well, Suffice to say, um, the, the way I like to, I like to frame it is, it gives the city a human face. It's, exactly. it's not just Finally. the oil Five of them, to be exact. Precisely. Yeah, it's it's not the big trucks and it's not the well, digging at it. Well, but it's fun. interesting yeah. though because I mean, like right on the cover, it says "here for a good time, not a long time." I love how you brought that up, man. And that that sent me in there with my defenses up. Yep. I'm like, oh great, here's some yeah. assholes coming in. They're gonna talk about how all the people who live in Fort McMurray are only here for so Fuck long because yeah. they don't Transient. give a crap yeah, about the community. Fly out style. And I'm like, great, this is exactly what it's gonna be. It's gonna be another one of those shit shows. Like I'm sick of it. I'm sick and of that aspect people wasn't putting our in town it. down, yeah. but it wasn't. Well, well, it's it's interesting because I think it, it it's it's in a way, oddly enough, it, it is meant to appeal to these audiences because mm-hmm. we are once burnt, twice shy, right? Right. Mm-hmm. We're very much because it's, it's, it's if you, if anyone that follows the media, uh, the oil sands uh, or tar sands, as others call it. Uh, has gotten Ooh. a lot of flack in the media. No, and and, and the thing is, same it, we're, we're, uh, I mean, well, we'll go into the specifics, but I mean, the idea is that um, most people can you can very easily come and write an article, and it will get a lot of attention because it is a hot button issue in Canada and especially in the states now because of the building of the Keystone Pipeline. Well, we've got we've got Al Jazeera has visited recently. We got that British GQ, GQ article, was, yeah. which was written by a Texan, yeah, I think, yeah, was, and just a freelance guy. And I mean, the list goes on. You can really find a lot. Uh, the Shadlane, Charlene magazine. The yeah, Shadlane. Yeah, and and, they, and McLean's puts out those stats on yeah. on popularity for cities, and mm-hmm. ours has been in the, the decline the for dumps. years and years and years. Yeah, yeah. Um, to go well, back years to years and years and years until recently. To go back I think to what last year was last the first time year it went up, it went up like yeah. fifty in a while, places. Yeah. I just want to go back to what you were saying about uh, the here for a good time, not a long time tagline in the movie. I absolutely love how you commented that in the QA portion after. And if you listen to the podcast portion of this, you'll get to hear that Q&A. Because as much as I... I was pissed when I read it. As much as I... uh, Charles, I think you're an excellent filmmaker. You had an excellent film on screen. The answer you gave Ash was not suffice. It didn't uh, do it for you? Fuck no. He was backtracking, man. I don't know about that. me whatever you want. I don't mean. Okay, how how about here. we go into the specifics on this? So do I go into my comment from before? I guess uh, you can. Okay, yeah. like I said, I love uh, when you listen to the podcast version of this uh, at whymypodcast.com, Great website. The uh, you'll hear the Q and A portion that I pirated <laughs> from the uh, from, uh, from the, the bootlegs. No permissions asked from, from the event. And, he loves uh, that bootleg. And I, kudos to you actually because you gave you called him out on it because it's an I interesting did. tagline. Here for a good time, not a long time. Especially after watching that movie. And to be honest, I never even looked. At it. I didn't see that until you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold on a second, the movie I just watched why would there be a tagline like that from what i just witnessed it's not honestly what i'm honestly wondering is if he had an idea in mind at first and it changed as it went because like he said during the q a session i believe when he was talking to tito Mm -hmm. um he said like with documentaries they kind of create a life of their own right it's very true and so i'm like uh, i'm like okay did he come in here thinking that he was going to get a bunch of people who do karaoke in town to like you know they go out every weekend to try keep themselves going to keep them like to do something fun in the meantime while they're working up here until they can Mm-hmm. Like GTFO, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's more like an archaeological dig than it is like building something. But yeah. like the answer that he gave you, I didn't think it was up to snuff because it didn't explain. He's like, Well, you can mean what you want to mean. I'm like, Well, no, it's I, I, I don't think what he's trying to say is the best things have more than so one I meaning. Keep arguing with him, but things do, and I mean, like, the what he said is that it's it's from that one song, Trooper. which I yeah have no idea. I have no idea what song <laughs> that is. It's called Here for a Good Time. Um, okay, but it's called Here for a Good Time. Going back to what uh, we were saying earlier, like I went into this uh, thinking, uh, okay, it's not going to be your typical environment, uh, a pro environment, like what we're doing is wrong argument because they really have, they really push on the promos of this show, like of this documentary. And I've seen the reaction they got from Hot Dogs, and it didn't seem like it was one of those flicks. Biggest fear was it was going to turn into a way too positive of Fort McMurray because as much as uh, everyone says I'm pretty positive of Fort Mac, 
I'll be the first to admit that we have some fucking faults too, right? Uh-huh. My biggest I issue. I want to call out a certain too. anonymous Twitter account. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus Christ. I'll leave it. Yeah. I'll leave it. But no, like, <laughs> nice. Um, but, like, I, my biggest thing and what pretty much started this whole podcast is directly related to this movie is that our town is not as bad as what people have made it up to be. It's, in fact, way, way better. And it's an outdated thing, And it thing, really I think. has, like, over the last five years since I lived here, the first year here, I was like, what the hell? Mm. To be honest. Like, the lineups in all the supermarkets were, like, a bit to the back wall in yeah. extra food sometimes. The people were pushy. The driving was worse than it is now. The parking was worse than it is now. I would... I got my ass slapped and grabbed in the mall in, like, Sorry, the first I month. Just, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> no, no, I know. But no, like, so you're you know saying that I mean? was five years has gotten better? Five years or ago, has five years have you learned to adapt to it? No. No, I'd, I think it's... If, right if someone grabbed my ass in the mall okay, now, no, I would I'm, knock them the Yeah, I'm not out, saying but that, but I'm like... You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't touch Walmart on fucking Saturday or Sundays because it's crazy. Like, oh, you know yeah, I mean? You get no to learn doubt. the city you're in. It's not yeah. It's not like, I hate this town because I can't go to Walmart on a Saturday. Try going to a fucking Walmart on a Saturday in St. Albert. I'm sure it's going to be just as busy, right? Yeah, for Stay sure. on point. What was I saying? Okay, so the biggest fear was it was going to turn into a, a completely positive mm-hmm. for me, and they actually kind of combined uh, the, both elements, and it mm-hmm. was going... It was kind of exploring the issues of the five main characters, which is what I really like. I'm a big fan of character development, and these five people were characters. It, mm-hmm. We got to know these piece, people, all of them quite well. We got into mm-hmm. their whole history. Uh, Massey and his alter, his alter ego, I guess that is the proper terminology, his mm-hmm. alter ego, uh, Isis Rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to know his backstory really well. Uh, Brenda... Uh, Dan, Jason, and the Chad. The Chad. All these people, where they work, what they thought of McMurray, and how they talked is why I love this. And I think I just made the connection in my head is because why I love this picture so much is because literally it's just people telling their story of how they came to Fort Mac, how what they did to adapt to here, mm-hmm. what they think of it, what they what they think of the outside people's perception of it. Basically, they were doing a podcast on the big screen. That's why I love about it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that was awesome. So many HJs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Fuck me. That's so good. <laughs> That's what I love. Just that look at your face. See what I... You know what I... You yeah, know what I'm what saying? Ash, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Why not? Now let me talk. <laughs> Yay! What take is this? It doesn't matter. Just slap it. That's what he said. In the mall. Oh. When she first came here. And yeah, that was really awkward for me. I don't know what to talk about because I talked about it with you. Well, go ahead and reiterate Let's it. Let's reiterate it then. No, okay, so... Your perceptions... Okay, how would you... I'll see if I set you up. Oh. How would you like compare it... Like, when you watch this film and how it was going into the whole background of Fort McMurray, like, like I said, between the five characters, obviously that's something that could be relatable. Yeah, for sure. Like, um... The one thing that really got to me about it was that, what, two out of the five? No, three out of the five of them said that they're really lonely. And that, yeah. that like, that got to me quite a bit. Because I remember when I first moved here, like, solidly for the first month, cried myself to sleep every night because I had no one. Like, I had my family. And that's great, sitting at home watching Food Network with my mum. Like, <laughs> every day, awesome. You know, but, like, I didn't have anyone my own age that I could get to know. I came in, like, after school had finished. Like, I'd finished at high school. Like, wasn't couldn't go to Keanu College even if I wanted to because of my work permit. So, like, I understand like the loneliness of it right but it, it was it was really interesting to see like how um like was were three of them whole truck drivers uh no chad was a scaffolder dan yes. yeah. and jason were haul truck and brenda you're right yeah there was three no her name wasn't brenda positive it was. brandy brandy yeah there you go it was Fuck. brandy yeah yeah there was my chances with i knew it, it wasn't brandy <laughs> Oh, yeah, all right. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so like a few of them were hawk truck drivers. I really found it interesting that they were all sight based people. And I get that it's Oil Sands karaoke, but Forming Mary is an all sight. So I just found it really interesting that there wasn't like I. There's, karaoke 2. Well, Not yeah. <laughs> karaoke 2, Fort Mac. Like, in town workers, whatever. <laughs> like, but seriously. Honestly, honestly, though, like. 
me and Stacy rocked karaoke like pretty much every weekend last year. Like, to be honest, apart from the weekends, those guys were there because we were like, <laughs> we were in L.A. We were in L.A. for one of the weekends. But um, like, so I just found it really interesting that they chose the specific set of oil sands workers when Fort McMurray isn't just oil sands. But I really did enjoy the film. Like, I thought it was really cool the way that they um, did portray Fort McMurray, not as like a negative place and not as a completely positive place. Like, I mean, they talked to uh, the um, people in it talked about like how they know that there are the environmental factors that go into it, how they're proud of their companies for reclaiming the land. Um, what? Reclaim the land? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't know. happen up here. <laughs> totally. But yeah, it was it was really cool. And I mean, like, that we got to the bottom of these stories. I mean, we learned that one of the guys was came out of a relationship and was, oh, two, both of them actually came out of a deeper relationship. Debt, yeah. yeah, and we're deeper in debt, so now they're up here working to kind of get their lives back together. Like, Isis is one of the greatest entrepreneurs in Alberta, like, youngest or whatever. Quite um, a bit of couple award winning. Yeah, I mean, Brandy's come up here and she loves her job. Like, she tried doing social work and she hated it. She hated being in the little box, so now she's in one of the biggest <laughs> trucks made a by men. Smaller like, box, but that moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean... Like, With a view. And, With a view, there you go. Like, so many people are of the impression that people hate their jobs up here, but these guys really proved it wrong. They're having a good time on the weekends. They're doing something they love in Fort McMurray, not only job-wise, but, like, recreational-wise, too. So, I mean, at least it's starting to show that Fort Mac isn't just this little tiny box where work, 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 fly home, Go home for so many days. Come back. Work, work, work. Go home. Work, work, work. Go home. That's not. That's not how it is. I mean, and it's awesome to see on a big screen and not from the same people that you always hear it from. I mean, you can hear us harp about it all day, True. every day. True. I mean, it's it's always the same people like Mary Melissa, yep. Teresa, Russell yep. Thomas. Like, I mean, I love all those yep. guys, but honestly, to hear it out of the mouths of people like. The people who aren't in the scene all the time was awesome. So I really did love it. Twitter scene? Twitter scene, what up? <laughs> Twitter sphere. Sphere. Spherical. Schlong. That's where I was going with Schlong. it. Yeah. There was like a sh noise. So I was like, yeah, Schlong. 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 Um, Set you in or you want to no, no. in? No. Um, I really I wanted to echo your sentiments Ashley because I I've said it before and I you know what I think it's I wrote this long ass note that was like de not necessarily defending the oil sands completely but just like trying to point out that if you want to point a finger at the oil sands like there's you know there's that saying three fingers are pointing back at you but there're three oiled covered fingers that are pointing back at mm -hmm. you and uh, and and uh, I wanted to echo your sentiment about the loneliness here too because I included that in the note about how this is such a hard working town I mean whether you look at the people that are out in the oil sands mm -hmm. and the I think kind of underrepresented people that don't work in the oil sands that also make up a huge amount of the population here true. that there's there is a real sense of loneliness mm -hmm. in this town I think there's a lot of I mean like I, I, I like I don't want to put too much out there of like how we are like on the very deepest inside like part but I, I bet if I asked around this table like who's here kind of feels lonely in Fort McMurray sometimes like all of us right we're like and I think that really is it, it is something that like what's the right word pervades the or like um, we're trying to like I'm trying to say really that like it, it, it's all over Fort McMurray right it's it, 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 it's, it's, it permeates it yeah, permeates and there we like, go as, a, as an example um Crystal's boyfriend, he's new in town. He went to the gym the other day. Is he crying himself to sleep every night? No, no, but How I was. Jerk. Well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he went, he went to the gym and he came home the other day. He's like, yeah, I made a friend at the gym. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, it's a guy who works out on site and, like, you know, doesn't know anyone up here. So, you know, he, like, chats to people at the gym to get some social time in. Why the hell not, right? So, uh, what I'm trying to say is, uh, oh, man, my fucking train of thought is completely... Sorry. 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 It um, permeates through the... Oh yeah. yeah, just that uh, like it's this sense of loneliness that does permeate throughout the, the the community. I think that a lot of people feel it here, and some reasons are the fact that a lot of people come here from someone else, uh, somewhere else, and they are in often cases leaving somebody behind, whether it's yeah, just one person or a big family, kids, uh, like wife, uh, husband, whatever the case is. Uh, and when they get here, I think that Becca has said it best in the actual movie. She's like a lot of people 
do come here, even if they do end up staying, when they first come here, the plan is it's temporary. And she said, like, it's like six months or nine months five or years. the five year plan. Mine was the famous five year plan. The famous five year plan. Well, they are named after it now. Exactly. And, uh, fuck, I keep losing my train of thought. <laughs> Shit. It's okay. You'll get a bit. The five year plan. The people always come okay, here yeah. with a plan. Yeah. I need to, like, get a point out. Um,. The it's all part of the plan, uh, but there's there is that famous five year plan. It's in Fort McMurray, and yet uh, that that makes for uh, even if like I said, even if they stay, it makes for people who are hesitant to make those really strong lasting connections. And and I've seen that it's, it happens in relationships. It also happens in friendships around Fort McMurray. I mean, you meet somebody and you never like she said, "Are you going to leave me or am I going to leave you?" Right? Like nobody's really sure of that whole plan of of how long you're here. Of course, when you get a whole bunch of people that are young. Uh, uh, trades workers all getting together in one place and with a, a lot of money to spare. Maybe not like tons and tons because a lot of people in the movie they show that like a lot of people come here with yep. with the plan to correct past wrongs or or, or take care of past second debts. Chances. The the redemption, the second chance aspect of it. There's still you put young people with money together in a town. They're going to plant roots. They're going to end up with kids, and we can see it in the stats that are at our hospital. You know, more and more families every every day. So mm-hmm. I found it. Put on some condoms. No, it is record breaking too. It really is. And I bet the amount of condoms sold here is too. But um, it, it was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting to see that uh, that there was that sense of loneliness and that sense of like I, I liked Brandy's comments too, where she's just like, you know what, I'm finally. At a place where I, c- I can do me, and that that's okay with me. Like she was saying that she's not attached, and she's uh, uh, what, she has a kid that she's taking care of as well. I she, think she's so, okay. she's got a daughter, I believe, um, and uh, that is that is like her her goal. It's been it hasn't been that long since she's finally gotten the second chance in the job. That she got the paid um, work experience, the yeah. paid training, and now she's finally in something that she she does and does well, and it gives her the for the first time it seems in her life the ability to take care of herself and somebody else. Yeah. And like, and she loves that. She's she doesn't feel greedy about maybe, maybe taking the next step. I think some of the other people that we dis, that we we got to see, Jason and uh, and Dan, like it, it seems that they're they're at a point where like they've been burned in the past by love, and they're they're cool as well, just kind of doing their own mm-hmm. thing and and making up for those past wrongs and, and being able to like experience their life in a new way. It, it, it was great to see. Uh, the opportunities that the oil sands provide, and it was good to see like a mixture of what these people brought, like a mixture of reasons. Even what Chad, like Chad, was a scaffolder, and it was the sense of reality that they brought. Because even he even said right to the camera, he's like, "Who's going to enjoy working out in minus forty five? No one. No one enjoys that. So of course you hate that aspect of it." But it's what you're working for, right? Right. It's what exactly. you're working to get towards. Yeah. It's what it's what the goal is. And and uh, speaking of Chad, I thought he was one of the most amazing singers of the entire oh, story. And I mean, incredible. J- y- y- you got to see it just for that aspect of it. There's some incredible voices, both like on a funny scale when you got Jason coming in there doing, doing the, the Britney, Britney Spears, yeah, uh, right <laughs> off the top that like put you in a fun mode, and like and and then uh, you've got like Chad or you've got ISIS who is singing like really soulful stuff, and like coming. We from learned as a recording contract because of this now. Very interesting, yeah. And Vancouver are going to put out an EP soon, so that's very interesting. You keep your eyes out for that as well because the director had nothing, uh, nothing but like amazing things to say about the quality mm-hmm. of uh, that being put together. But that's. That's down the line. Right now in front of us, uh, Oil Sands Karaoke, I, like I said before, I thought the word finally in my head over and over as I was watching it. So I was like, finally you get to see, like there's, there are the shots that show the mines, the huge open pit excavations, the overburden taken off of the bitumen, huge haul trucks taking 500 thousand pounds she ain't, she ain't yeah of of this bitumen and 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 how much like a truckload is worth like what twenty thousand oh god way more than or, that. or not twenty thousand sorry like, like two hundred thousand dollars or two hundred million or something like million, these yeah. exorbitant amounts of yeah. money but they show you that aspect of like how big it is and then they bring it back and they show you like well this is also what Fort McMurray looks like as you're going down the river and like this is what it looks like in that tight enclosed area of the bar where like it seems like there's this this uh, menagerie, uh, the, this crazy gallery of individuals yep. that all look so different. There was one great shot that I loved that was like, there was like the stereotypical, like, hardworking, kind of redneck Albertan guy with his ball cap on, blowing off steam after work. And right behind him is Massey in drag yeah. in the bar. And like, this yeah. guy seems like he couldn't, he couldn't give a shit. And I think that there's, there's that aspect of like acceptance that's involved. And I, I loved seeing 
every aspect of Fort McMurray from like the big site yeah. to like the small scale and people in their homes and, and that story just has not been told yet or Enough. at least it hasn't been told this well mm. um, all right so uh, first and foremost um, in regards to the poster I believe uh, this poster was made after they were done the documentary because all the people are on it so I think with that that in mind I think that's more marketing than anything else that quote that we're seeing and I think it's intentionally meant to grab those people that would be like, oh, this is one of those documentaries going to, uh, you know, Bash Fort Mac, let's see it. Well, it's going to, it's going to, uh, you know, show us the, you know, show us what we want to see about Fort McMurray. It plays right? into what you already believe about well, the place, Well, exactly, right? right? And I think, uh, I think that's a good piece of marketing because you want to, uh, when you're marketing, you want to appeal to a very wide demographic, right? You don't want to tell them, like, um, uh, unless, unless you're looking, like, you know how you see in movie posters, you see, like, you've never seen anything like this before, right? Like, that is for a specific audiences that are like oh sweet this is going to be the next thing that's going to blow my mind yeah, right point, but at the point. same time you kind of really want to grab that high demographic right so in other words like if they had put like the side of the oil sands you've never seen before it might not actually grab the wide yeah. appeal, right because it might be oh there's a PR film right mm. uh, with that being said um, uh, I think the best documentaries that I've ever seen have had that human side of the story as opposed to just being a straightforward narrative about this is mm-hmm. how things Facts, are. Yeah. yeah, and um the truth is uh I really there's a documentary called um Dear Zachary, which I absolutely love and I recommend to everyone. It, it it'll make you cry like a baby. I'm gonna write and, it. And uh oh it's on Netflix and you're gonna cry like a baby. Seriously. I've I get tissues but anyway it's a very human story and um because of that i think that's why this documentary works so well because it's it's telling uh it's telling the story it's basically telling showing you fort mac through the eyes of five individuals who are very different Mm -hmm. so they very much have different opinions of the city but with that being said you see the overlapping themes right and uh i think they mentioned on the night of the documentary screening that um, they a lot of them felt like Fort McMurray is very much a place of second or third chances, right? And that's a really positive way of looking at it. But at the same time, you also have to consider people that are first generation Fort McMurray as well. I mean, a couple of people here at the table are. And uh, the truth of the matter is, um, we yeah, it's it's like all my friends here have said. Like, there's a very negative uh, opinion of the city, even from uh, locals. Um, that have left the city, right? And or who are still here? Well, precisely, yeah. right? And and I'll be the first to admit, like I was, I was one of those people that where I would I would be here and then I'd go away on weekends and I'd have my other place and stuff. Um, but uh, the thing is, if you're, <laughs> the, the truth is, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And I think mm-hmm. very much what this is this is what this documentary highlights is the fact that like the reason there is no change happening in the oil sands for the better or, or at least we're not noticing it is because you're not interested enough and it's or true. you think that the issue as one of the people that was in documentary mentioned it some people think the, the problem is so large that they're you know and it's so easy to point the finger but it it's points so, to that proverb how so, does one man move a mountain yeah exactly one stone at a time but right it, exactly and that's the whole thing it's um you know it's so easy to point the finger but you know what the thing like pointing the finger doesn't mean you've done something, mm-hmm. right? And Liking its status doesn't mean you've done something. Well, exactly, right? But, you know, we're all for that quick kind of... And, and I'll, I'll, I'll say what... I'll, like, the thing is, you have to realize this uh, This city has done a lot for the people in the documentary, and it's done a lot for the people involved. I mean, it, it's interesting because a lot of people say, well, people only go to Fort Memory to work, and then they follow their dreams. I mean, that's not any different from any other city. No. How many people in, in so many cities here in Canada are working jobs that they don't like? So, yeah. they, so can they can do, do something they want to do. How many? Sorry. How many? <laughs> you keep cutting sorry, it. Yeah. How yeah. many kids are working at McDonald's so that they, they can go to college so, and get the degree they need? Right. Well, exactly. Right. And so, so people are working uh, jobs that they consider shit jobs or jobs that they they like, but they're not really following uh, their dreams. And I would venture to say that, like that's that, and it's all about a shift in your mentality. It, it starts with you. You have to. Be one, you can't close your door. And it's interesting because people say, oh, people from Fort Murray are ignorant. There's all, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a breeding ground for rednecks, etc. Oh, yeah. But I, I would venture to say that the opposite is true, that everyone that has a negative opinion of Fort Murray that's both in and outside of Fort Murray, they're the ones being the ignorant ones. Because yeah, at least true. the other people that are willing to move here are willing to give the community a chance. Mm-hmm. Now, um, uh, to, to further that, I would say, I mean, I for one... Um, I can't. I haven't been able to. Uh, I couldn't make the movies that I make without being in Fort Murray. Like, and, and and not only that, it's not only allowed me to move forward. It's allowed me to help 
those that I respect and mm-hmm. uh, amongst the like I have filmmaker friends who I'm so happy that I'm able to help them go forward with their productions because they struggle. I mean, other cities are not like they're they're really like we 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 know people that are in uh, they're working jobs to try to get funding for their films and they're just waiting waiting for that big break, right? But the thing is. It's not just going to be handed to you. You have to. You well, have to do. No one's. It's so funny because everyone says it says that it's, it's very much like the Forbes Murray mentality too. When you're like you arrive and you expect the two hundred thousand dollar a year job, job, no one's just going to give it to you. You have to earn it, right? Totally. True, yeah, yeah. And, and yes, it's true that the community does have a negative a negative light, and the, the and I believe the documentary is very good at showing the impartialness of both showing the negative and the positive, but it's also showing that these people are making the best of that situation. Totally. Yeah. And these. And, and I like. I was going to yeah. say, I like Chad's line about just how he's like, we got mouths to feed. Like, we yeah. got to work, too. Like, what yeah. do you want? It's so true, too. Like, I just want to throw an example. Like, those $200,000 a year heavy hauler jobs are almost impossible to come by. Everyone that comes up here is just like, well, I'm going to go drive a truck and make so much money. Well, you got to be an op six yeah. to be getting, like, I'm, I'm learning this now, right? Because I'm mind training. Yeah. But no, it's like, just everyone thinks that they can walk off the plane, like you two just said, and, and get the job. When in reality, they're the, one of the most contested jobs in this mm-hmm. region. Yeah, and, and, but what I'm getting at is it's – the truth of the matter is um, it's really the dreamers that get things done. And the thing is, you know why? Because um, uh, – well, I, I guess I, I, might, I might have worded that a little wrong, but because it's, everyone dreams, right? But it's those people that are willing to chase that dream, right? And the thing is that's what a lot of people do. They're like, well, I need this money because I need to get out of debt or I need to do this or that and the other thing. So I'm going to go to this community and I'm going to start work. But the thing is a lot of people come here with that mindset that I'm just going to work and close myself off to the community, right? But what happens when you open yourself up to the community? You find that there's a lot of people that are the same as you. And mm-hmm. the thing is – and we're stronger together than we ever are apart, right? And that goes for anything, right? Yeah, right. So, and I think if, if people are willing to kind of just take a moment and just really kind of put your, and that's the, that's the beauty of this documentary. It puts you in those people's shoes and you mm-hmm. understand that, that these people aren't unlike you who are trying to chase your dreams, except these, these are the people that are, were willing to completely relocate from where they were to make their, their lives make a bit better. So I have a lot of respect for um, the impartialness of the documentary. I'll say for all those that are uh, fans of documentaries and uh, filmmaking in general, uh, it was one of the comments I said during the, the question and answer was, it is very beautifully shot. It's actually... Um, it's fantastic. It, 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 with very little to work with, they were able to do very good compositions. There's very... Uh, uh, awesome uh, dynamic shots in regards to the exposure and working in the confines of the small Bailey's pub and uh, just really really good documentary filmmaking like I mean very much the, the documentary centered around the people and there's no way that they could have done that without having to come and talk to the people so in other words they, they literally this, this film was made without any pre-made uh, like I mean I could just picture that the idea was it was pitched it was like we do this these these uh, these karaoke nights and everyone is very different that shows up and it just shows the type of different people that come to the community and we do these karaoke all... nights we find who's interesting we, we, we learn about it well yeah, exactly but right it, and, and what they were saying is like the cool thing about these karaoke nights is like these jocks are there and then these geek types are there and then there's these these guys with their like tattoos and their big trucks and stuff drag queens and they're all getting a lot <laughs> drag queens yeah. yeah and they're all leaning on each other and having a laugh and having a and, beer and they like, all have and, and ex- that's exactly it they all have one thing in common the fact is that they're all there kind of for a good time mm-hmm. right so yeah, yeah there you, go. you go back to that tagline right yeah. so but and, yeah uh, yeah so <laughs> i mean to blow up the steam. what, what I, mean, I can say yeah. is i went into that movie with the preconceived notion that this was going to be a big pr uh stunt for the city it was going to be this is going to show former in a positive light and you know kind of like a big commercial for the city and i was pleasantly surprised in the fact that it it was that but not it wasn't trying to be that it was an impartial view of the people yeah. that live in this community and that and honestly you i could see people watching this and looking at it in completely different light but mm-hmm. that's what's good because people could take the good from it or take the bad from it and, and, and but it, it, it's interesting because it starts with one fact and it ends with another fact and that kind of it, it's nice little bookends mm-hmm. and it basically you it gives you one fact and then you you have this conceived notion around that fact then it presents you presents presents the people that live in this community and then it ends with another fact so it, essentially it's kind of like this is what you thought and this is this is why these things exist in this community right yeah and then you're just kind of like well I guess you could either say oh well it's bullshit or well no that makes perfect sense right so I mean it, it's really up to the viewer to decide and that's what a good documentary that's does what a good it doesn't it doesn't try 
try to lead you with anything. It just basically this is the story, and you can come up with take it what you will. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Ask not what you can do, or what your community can do for you. you. Ask what, what you can do for your country. community. Thanks for watching this special edition of Cinephiles. If you like the video, make sure you like it with that little like icon there. And um, check out the full podcast. Uh, like I said, we got some pirated Q&A with the filmmakers, which is some really good discussion, and you get to hear some questions that we all ask them too. Check out the podcast, ymmpodcast.com. You can also catch us online at the Facebook page, easy to find, just fb.com slash ymmpodcast. Probably spell out the whole thing. As well, twitter.com slash ymmpodcast, and you can get in touch with us. And I'd love it if you guys did, especially on this one, because not only is it a movie, but it's a movie right about for McMurray, repping the YMM podcast. So send us a line with your comments at show at ymmpodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe because we're up to all kinds of cool stuff. You know, like not just the little Fort McMurray documentaries, but <laughs> um, the Wood but, Buffalo. But we do do the big cinema reviews as well. I know um, we'll have a Iron Man three. We just did. Yeah, we just did Iron Man three. Sorry. Man. Yeah, Star Trek is coming out. We <laughs> big summer coming up. Huge summer and. Yeah, pretty exciting Stay tuned stuff. for it. Stay Indeed. Tuned. So for this episode of Cinephiles TV, I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. I'm Eshke. I'm Steve. We'll see you next set. The structure that you discovered is what linked the, the emotional undercurrent of what was happening with the characters to the, to the moment when they were singing. Did the structure, was it, did you preconceive it or did it, did it reveal itself to you as you went along? That's a great question. It always reveals itself as, as you go along. And, and uh, we, I mean, you guys taught us about this community. We didn't really know very much about it until we came here. And each one of the singers taught us stuff about, about your lives. And, and then the songs just seemed to kind of fall into place, like, you know, All By Myself or, or um, any of the songs. And that it just became clear that what the people were singing was kind of what they were feeling. So yeah, it, it evolved as it went along. But we, we struggled, we tried as hard as we could to tell a true story about this town without resorting to being, you know, kind of taking cheap shots and stuff. Even though that stuff is really interesting, it's always fun to say really horrible things about someplace because everybody's always really interested. But um, we, didn't, we didn't want to do that at all. And, and so we tried hard not skepticism, quite frankly, when someone attempts to tell our story. What's your response? Well, I was going to thank him for not coming here to say awful things about us, because quite frankly, it is the reaction we have when we have visitors coming in that have, you know, sketchy, sketchy ideas about what they're going to do, and I'm so relieved that you met the people that you did in our community, because these are the real people behind the, the activities in our community. I talk in generalities, I talk about the folks who come here they come with big spirit. That's the moniker we gave it. But it's because they're bigger, they're bolder, they're braver. And what I saw in that karaoke is very, very beyond what I could experience. I'd never be able to pick up my connection, sing to people. I've been criticized for that before, so I won't do that again. But honestly, it, it just, to me, it represents such a, an incredible passion that they share in the music. But it, it carries so much along with it. So I appreciate these stories behind the story. There were two themes that threaded their way through every single character. And perhaps their themes of, of this place, and they are rebirth and redemption. Did you, did, was, that, was that surprising? That, that, that's neat that you noticed that. Um, I'm just a sucker for stories about redemption, because like I'm sure everybody in this room, we all make mistakes, and we all stumble and fall from time to time. And it's great when you get a second chance. And that was something that we noticed about virtually everyone that we got to know in this community was they were all working on a second or a third chance. That's pretty cool. You don't get that many second chances in life. And, and like when Brandy talked about, you know, the struggling and then having the chance to, to get this job and just dig out. You know, or Dan, for that matter, or Jason, any of them, ISIS as well. I find that really inspiring that, that we, I mean, as Canadians, sometimes, occasionally, give each other the opportunity to have a second chance. And I think Fort McMurray is a second chance for a lot of people here, and that's actually pretty cool, right? ISIS, thank you. Fair <laughs> 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 My, my... 
<laughs> My heart stopped. I'm not sure about everybody here at various times when you were telling your story. And what's that like for you, seeing you know, a very vulnerable part of your, your story up there on a 40-foot screen? What was that experience like? The first time? <laughs> so you've seen it a couple of times, obviously. Um, the first time I saw it, I saw it as Massey. And um, of course he cried, like a little girl. Um, it, it was emotional because that's the first time that I've ever heard my story told to myself of actually what I've been through. Um, but it needed to be told, I think. And it was time. I used to remember when I was young, I used to lay in bed and I used to, I used to ask God, I'm like, why is all of this stuff happening to me? I'm like, it's gotta be for some reason. And then when I met Charles and Tina, I knew that maybe this would be a way that I could spread the message that what is going on currently in a lot of our lives isn't the end of our lives. And it's what we do with it that will make us stronger. What has the response been as people have interviewed you in Toronto and other places? Um, how do people respond? Jeez, you're tall. <laughs> <laughs> They're all talking to my nipples. <laughs> uh, it's great. I mean, it's Toronto, right? So, I mean, I see another drag queen at Starbucks, and I'm like, you shop there? <laughs> Steve Martin's, bitch. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's been great. I mean, I, uh, I told myself um, a long time ago that I will, from now on, walk in my own shoes, and I will put my shoes on and I will take them off, and what I do in that day, I'm going to own. And so whenever I, or wherever I am, um, I own that time, just like everybody else. And so when I meet everybody in Toronto, um, it, was, it was great. I mean, they were all accepting, and the ones that weren't, I mean, it's, everybody has their own opinions, right? I mean, I can't please everybody. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Madam Mayor, um, two words came to mind, crashing stereotypes. Saw a lot of that. I, I think my sense was that um, people probably were quite surprised and they saw things, the natural beauty. Thank you, Torchy, if you're still here, for taking Charles out because some beautiful shots of our river. Um, do you think it did that? Do you think, what, what, how do you think people are going to respond, Melissa? Um, in terms of their, their understanding of this place that we love so much? Again, when you're immersed in it, you know every element of it. You take the drives north, you take the drives south, and you see and experience in a different way than people who come for the, the shot, and they get the shot, and they take it away. And I will even comment that um, what, what we saw in this film is particularly touching because you can identify. You see the ASIN and you see your Bailey's pub. You see the things that you know and you experience. And when Hollywood does something, they usually put a, a different title on it. And so you don't see the reality that, that exists. So for me, it was just, my God, it's really us. And the us, it became collective for me. And so I feel like we're all in this together. And that to me was a... a it was a good feeling because I do so much talking on behalf of the community and again I do it for you know, 120,000 people and I can talk about this kind of person or that kind of person but I still think there's a rooted characteristic that, that is pervasive and yet it's the people on that screen that I know gosh darn well are the real people making it happen so I've just got nothing but appreciation for what I see. If you take that same shot, those same people, and you put it in a different context, oh, I don't know, GQ magazine or wherever, right? And they take the guys with the tattoos, and they take the drinks, and they take the girls that are dancing, and they do horrible things with the exact same image. This film doesn't do that, and so it's real. But that's what I'm Charles, talk about the device of silence, because I think he used it brilliantly in a, a number of places, and uh, certainly after all by myself, but talk about that and, and the power as, as a filmmaker, the power of the silence. That, that, that's interesting. Uh, silence is as loud as the loudest sound on the screen, if, if, you, if you do it right. And I mean, this is a kind of a party movie. People describe it as a, as a feel-good, sort of audience-pleasing movie, um, which is 
kind of cool because it's also thought-provoking as well. But without the silence, the noises just after a while just makes you tired. And uh, of course, with all this music in it, you know, the music's going to be loud, right? So um, the moments of silence are, I find them shocking. Like it's just like you're, you're teetering on the edge of a precipice. I love the moment in the end when people are thinking about the contest and it's tick, 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 tick. Uh, it's when I'm trying to create the impression that, that anyone is, you know, particularly obsessed with whether they win or not. Because we're certainly not, nobody was. The contest was not that big a thing. Um, and and it, I don't think it comes across that it is. I think it comes across that everybody is just taking a moment to reflect on how much they love this moment. And that's what the intent is, and it works for me. Yeah. Um, whoever's running the lights, can you turn the house lights up for just a moment? If you could turn the house lights up, uh, if you can, a little bit more, a little bit more. I would like to, uh, if they're here, because we haven't had a chance to acknowledge the other stars of the film, could we have Brandy stand up? Where are you, Brandy? Give her a big hand. You know, I think Brandy represents a lot of people that work in the oil sands, and uh, when she said, with the way she said it, I, I love my job. That speaks volumes, and uh, thank you for that, Brandy. Great job. Uh, where's Dan? Dan's still here. There he is in the back. What a voice. Dan, you as well, obviously, love what you do, and, and, and you have a gorgeous voice, and uh, a great country uh, presence up there. So I hope you pursue that dream, and uh, just a terrific job. Thank you, Dan. Mr. Chad, where are you? He's not here tonight. Chad couldn't make it, but he sent his regards. Okay, no, he was fantastic as well. And where's Jason? Jason, wow. I couldn't believe when he first started singing here. Is he really singing there? Wonderful range. Uh, we have auditions coming up for Les Mis at the theater, so we'll see you later. Uh, Jared Saunders, great job. Are you here still, Jared? Well done. And, uh, you know, Ben McCauley's voice and face was through this whole thing, and he's done such a great job this year in Hometown Bedtime Stories, and now on the, the big screen. Ben McCauley, well done. And Becca Hess, what a tremendous singer and a great singer as well. Well, you know, what, what was great about this film, and I'm sure all of us at some level had that experience, is how many people we knew. It was like watching ourselves on the stage, and uh, it really was beautiful. And, uh, you know, Isis... Um, uh, you know, it was, it was a wonderful performance of All By Myself, and for, your, for you... Has this been somewhat of a catalyst, perhaps, uh, in terms of your performing career? What has it meant to you in terms of taking the singing and perhaps doing other things with it? Yeah, has this inspired you to take your singing to perhaps a different level? Yeah, the recording. Yeah. Just playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, after we saw a screening um, with one of the record producers, Isis got signed to a record deal in Vancouver. Excellent. So I just finished uh, my first three songs, which I wrote about my life, and uh, we're hoping that the, we will finish an album very soon. That's great. Wait till you guys hear it, it's just completely amazing. Just wait. I, yes. Does anybody have questions in the audience now that we have some lights on? Just raise your hand and we'll, we'll point out to you. Any questions? Right up at the front, uh, Ashley. Um, I noticed that the tagline of the movie is here for a good time, not a long time. And I know that that kind of references karaoke a little bit, but I was kind of wondering why. That's an interesting question. <laughs> You could take it in a whole bunch of different ways, you know, um, certainly the intent of the song, and it's, you know, a very popular karaoke song, the intent of the song is 
um, to take some time to smell roses, right, to relax. But you can interpret it in all kinds of different ways. Some people have interpreted it to mean uh, party on because tomorrow you'll be dead. <laughs> right? I think that what a lot of people I think think as well is, is that because we are such a transient town, people come here for a short time and not a long time. That was my thought. And I'll tell you why I don't like it. I agree. A lot of people come with the idea that it's a way to get themselves into a better place and they'll use the, uh, the resources they have here, the training experience that they get, and they think they're going to get out unscathed, but they don't because they unfortunately find the love of their lives sometimes and they settle down and they create families and stay generation after generation. But that's not what the opening line is. It's always, oh, I'm just here for short time and so I take exception to it and I think there's a part two to the story and the, the, the very um, interesting part in the films for me was again each person that we met and learned a little bit more about history came again with the idea that things could be better here and I think that what I witness is people really are making it better here. If people like Massey who have had an entire lifetime here which may have experienced it differently and yet, at this point, it's almost as if there's a, a moment of rebirth that's coming, just been signed, and that's fantastic. And it happened because you were here, I think, because you came to see what was here. And it's just a unique marriage of putting this place and the people in it into opportunity. When opportunity knocks, we don't run away screaming so we get out of here. We take that opportunity and we do it the, the best we can with it, I think. people certainly came here on a one or two year plan, they ended up staying for their working life, and I know there's many in the audience tonight. Uh, Tito, you had a question. Uh, yeah. Um, I was just going to uh, comment about uh, the cinematography and the composition. It's very well done, by the way. And uh, I just had a question in, in regards to, I noticed uh, during the narrative of the film, each kind of each person that you kind of uh, focused on had their own type of style in which you were cover, uh, doing the coverage on each of them. And I was just wondering whether or not um, it was uh, immensely challenging uh, shooting where you were. I know a lot of people here know Bailey's uh, Pub, and it's a very, very small place to shoot in. But it was a nice way that you uh, mixed that in with uh, more of the wider shots of the oil sands itself. So uh, what were the challenges in uh, shooting it? Thanks for noticing. Thank okay. you. Um, yeah, it was super challenging shooting in a small space like that. But I have to say that Matt and, and Chad and, and James especially and all the bartenders at, at Bailey's were just amazingly uh, welcoming. I'm not sure that we've ever really got a welcome like that anywhere else before. And I'm sure that has nothing to do with Fort McMurray. Um, but they really made it as easy as was possible. But it wasn't easy, of course, because it's a small space. And also, I mean, the whole place wasn't given over to just what we were doing. It's a bar, right? And then people are sitting there talking about after work. And, you know, many people weren't really all that involved in the karaoke. And we had to be conscious of that, that people work hard and they want to go and have a beer after work. And who are these guys in the corner making noise and, and disrupting me and pointing a camera at me? So, yeah, that was extremely difficult to try and you know, get as much um, uh, sort of explanation to people uh, that what was going on so nobody would appear on camera if they didn't want to be all the releases and all that kind of stuff when it was necessary. Uh, but we did have uh, help from uh, Kelton, a uh, local guy, Kelton Stefanowicz. Where are you, Kelton? Hello, Peter, child. Hey, Kelton. in the karaoke and he helped us so much with the lighting and all that stuff and also going around and making sure that everybody knew what was going on and all. But yeah, it was exhausting. And, and I do want to say that that um, I know that this is a really hardworking community and you guys put in huge long hours and stuff like that, but just so you don't feel too hard done by it, since Tina and I came here in June of last year and worked right the way through to the middle of October, we finished this project... Uh, three Fridays ago, and we've been working basically 18 hours a day, seven days a week since that time. So we've been looking at this place. We can't stand the sight of it anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's been a, it's been a lot of work, and, and certainly the shooting of it was a, it was really. But you know what? Coming back here today, like uh, uh, gosh, I hope nobody can hear me. Um, it felt like we were coming home. It really did. It was so weird flying in. And just it felt great. Speaking of the cinematography, I think one of the things that you accomplished that I'd never seen before is you captured the scope and scale of the development 
in a way that I haven't seen maybe the big screen out. And then you juxtapose that against individual and very compelling stories. What was the reaction in Eastern Canada? And I know you had some, not concern, but some awareness that you, you may have had a little bit of pushback from the environmentalists and people more on the, on the, on the left side of the spectrum. So what was the response over there? I'm, I'm really glad that you asked that. I mean, that's one of the, you asked me what motivated us to make the film. One of the things was, is, is and one of the really central things is that I care deeply about the environment as much as anyone does, but I also am really concerned when people speak and act without being very well informed. And there's so much that gets said that it's just a product of not really adequate information. And people say some really dumb stuff. So what we were concerned that by presenting, you know, Fort McMurray and the, and the oil sense project in the way that we did, which was not wholly damning and contaminant, contaminant that people in Eastern Canada and the South would say, you guys are like selling out to industry or something like that. But what we were really, really delighted to find was that the people who come to watch the film I think you can bear me out on this, uh, Isis, that, that they, they actually were capable of parsing it and they got the nuances that they, they, they saw when, when they watched the film that this is something that we're all involved in and as long as I keep my gas, I can't really point my finger at you guys. I, I can't. And, and, and so we were really delighted to see that, that people are really... Uh, welcoming all across the country to the idea that we're all in this thing together and it's really stupid for us to be, us to be pointing our fingers at anyone in particular. And that was something that was central to what we wanted to do. Right, so that's a big win for Fertina and I. I gotta say that the people in, in southern Canada, like people who are like kind of liberal, you know, college educated folks, uh, whom we thought would be really negative about this place, and I know many of them came to the movie thinking that they were going to be negative about it, came away saying things, and there was long Q and A's. They'd say things to us like, "That was so cool to hear the voices of those people, just to see that they're exactly the same as we are. We're all implicated in all of this stuff together." and and can I get a job in Port McMurray and make $200,000 a year? <laughs> one, one final question before we have one round of closing thoughts. Anybody have one more th right over here? Tonsky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know why he's laughing. Uh, yes, I'm single. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we're good. Uh, I, it's been kind of said already, and I think it bears repeating. Uh, I think I can speak for everyone in this room. Charles, thank you for being outside media, coming in, and not focusing on the negative like pretty much everyone else has. So Woo! thank you very much. Uh, I'm just curious, what's your plan for releasing this film, the distribution, and what kind of reaction have you been getting so far for people that's been seeing it not really involved with our community? Um, thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hello. You know, you say outside media. I was born in Calgary. I grew up there, so I, this is my province. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the movie did, was so incredibly well received in, in Toronto at Hot Dogs that the reviews that the, the film got were just crazy. They were so good. And, and also, there was, I mean, of the 250 or so films at Hot Dogs, this film was in the top three for all the press that it got. And I think it's because people were so starved to hear something other than what you normally hear about this place and this industry. Even just to be curious. And people were so curious and they continue to be. And that's pretty cool. And so um, we've signed Canadian Distribution with an amazing company that's going to make sure that it goes to theaters all across this country. And also we're getting, uh, I mean, we're getting inquiries from as far away as Russia and Korea. I'm pretty sure it's South Korea, but you never know. <laughs> Um, for, for you know television there, so uh, Tina and I will, will push as hard as we can to go to festivals, and and thousands and thousands and thousands of people are going to see this. So like your guys' faces, your, your voices are going to be heard in like Australia and in Tokyo. Think about Asia; they love karaoke over there. <laughs> Uh, singing and your your message and your voice is going to go to those people. Isn't that neat? <laughs> <laughs> well, Madam Mayor, when you go to the office tomorrow, assuming it is Friday, don't we? Yet. Is it, what day is it today? <laughs> Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Thank you. So when you go to the office tomorrow and you talk to people that weren't here tonight, what are you going to say? You know, the number one question that I had coming into it is, oh, is it another one of those? 
And I was reassured by the person who had pre-screened it that no, it was just fine, Madam Mayor, you should go and you should sit on stage and you should take questions and talk about it. So the thing I'm going to get is exactly what I gave. So, was it one of those? And I'm going to be so proud to say no, it was one of us. And that is so important. Isis, um, what, what, what does this film mean to you? And uh, how do you talk about it? What's, when you speak about having made this film to, to people that you meet, what do you say? I think, I mean, it was a big step for me, right? I mean, I'm a business owner in Fort McMurray, and I struggled when I started my business because of the fact that I was openly gay. Um, so when this was approached to me at, at Bailey's, um, I just jumped at it and I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm born in Fort McMurray, I was raised in the municipality, um, I'm going to show everyone, and I'm hoping that they understand that Fort McMurray is not what people think it is. It is actually very accepting. And like they accept me, um, there's not everybody, I mean, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but <laughs> um, I know that Fort McMurray is tolerant enough to accept me, and um, I wanted to just go out there and, and convey to everybody that um, we're all one big family here, and we take care of each other. you when you're in the senior center years from now and you look back on your storied career <laughs> and you've had a little bit of distance from this film and I know it's hard to predict how you're going to respond in the future but try to. What is this going to have meant to you in terms of your professional career and, and the stories you've told? That, that, that's, a really, that's a really difficult question to answer. I, I don't know. Um, I, I've made you know hundreds of films, and some of them I'm, I'm really proud of. I'm proud of something in every one of them. I'm really proud of this movie. Uh, Tina and I worked very hard on it, and we're very close together. And it's really great to work really hard on something with somebody that you care for a lot. And and so it's been an amazing experience. But I don't know. Um, I'm just so proud that people come and see this and see something that's a little bit more complex than what they normally see in a movie, and they appreciate it. Like, movies are so often so single-dimensional or two-dimensional. It's just like there's good guys and there's bad guys, and, you know, the good-looking guy with a gun gets the girl in the end, and it's like, whatever. Like, it's, that's not what my life is like, and it's not what your life is like. Our lives are complex, and good guys become bad guys, and bad guys become good guys. And I'm just really proud that we got a chance to work with you guys to tell a story that's a lot more complex than you normally get to tell. That's a real gift for us, so we thank you. Well, thank you, Madam Mayor, and Charles, and Isis, and thank you to, to everybody. And I know the, there's a lot of you that, that were in the film, and encourage you to to talk about this, to celebrate it, and there are a number of showings yet to come tomorrow night, Saturday afternoon, and Saturday evening. Frankly, everybody in Fort McMurray should see this. I'm going to think, bring, bring my kids on Saturday. I had to check it out first. But, but tweet about it, Facebook it, and, and share your thoughts, because this is really important, and uh, there's some brilliant cinematography and, and some very touching stories. And uh, congratulations, Charles, on uh, just a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment. And, uh, now it's time to go to Bailey's and try it yourself. Thank you for coming, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks. YMM Podcast is a T-Man Entertainment production. In association with Hyperphotonic Media. Find us at hyperphotonicmedia.com. Oh, fuck. <laughs>